When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey there, sports fans. In a moment, we're going to enjoy part two of my chat with Katie Maloney from Vanderpump Rules. But before we get to that, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit subscribe, like, and all that jazz. If you're listening on a podcast app, well, make sure you like, subscribe, follow, whatever the particulars are for that app. And then, uh, of course, leave a five-star review because the five-star rating is the most sophisticated rating and you, by dint of watching this, are a true sophisticate. And while you're enjoying the show, head on over to patreon.com slash and friends. That way, you can help support the show while getting advanced, uncut, and commercial-free versions of these very episodes, as well as a whole host of bonus material, access to movie clubs, Zoom hangouts, and a whole lot more. But you know what? That's enough about that for now. Let's get into my chat with the one, the only, Katie Maloney. Make believe is not pretend. We might be but we're on the mend. It never starts, it never Another uh, gift of a situation like a divorce or a massive life change is that you start thinking a lot about so many aspects of your life that are just sort of rolling along <laughs> every day. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think like which ones, but I mean, I just get to wake up every day and be like, what do I want to do? Today? What does Katie get to do today? What's and I wanted Katie to get to that. Like, what, what do you want to do? Today. Not today, because clearly you wanted to come here, for which I'm very thankful. <laughs> like, and, like what? what do i want to do in just in general like give me a couple days pick a couple days recently yeah yeah um see that's what i want to do that's why i'm (laughs) non-monogamous i mean i just it truly depends on the day but i like that it's just all i have to do is think about myself i'm not responsible for anyone else or to anyone else um it's just like just really just only have to think about myself and like what's going to make me happy so obviously like i'm opening up a sandwich shop with ariana and that's kind of like my true like main focus right now because it's it's a massive undertaking and it's been um something that we've been working towards for a long time just like just like the pre-planning and like the you know whether working with consultants getting like the budget and concept and branding and sure. everything like just all of that really crystallized before we even started looking for a location or raising any money, but just having like this really solid plan. Like what is this place? You know, like just cause 
we didn't want to do what these guys did when they opened their bar. Just some like, people we know, they did something. Just like reach, just like <laughs> secured a location, and then was like, okay, well, what is it going to look like? What like, you know? It's just like that's just like, and we trusted people who had done this before and do this for like you know that 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 this is the process. And, the, and when we talked to them, they're like, it takes like a couple years from like conception to like really opening. It takes like. So for anyone that just wants to say like, oh my God, they're never going to open this place. It's like, no, we're actually like pretty much on track. Like, I mean, like Lisa Vanderpump, she, she does, she could do this in her sleep and she's got a team of people and she also has like. <laughs> Currently liquor license problems, well, but. Well, well, <laughs> but I mean like she's also like, she's got Lisa Vanderpump money. So like. Well, there you go. <laughs> so I mean yeah. like, that's the thing is like she, she can snap her fingers and make things happen like so quickly. Like I, I think she forgets to like. For people that um, aren't experienced or has the resources that like it actually is quite challenging and not it, it doesn't move as quickly as that. But she I mean, she was very instrumental in us like securing the location that we have. So oh, like, good. we're very grateful for her for that or to her for that. Um, and also, I know she's been very supportive with reaching out to Ariana, offering uh, shelter, if you will, because <laughs> yeah. of that horrible situation yeah. uh, of her still sharing the house, etc. And I was very happy to to read that because that's sort of above and beyond the call of. Of duty. I know. I was like, I'll go just stay at Villa Rosa. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, why not? If you're listening, Ariana, yeah. just do it. Like, hop over there just so you could be like, oh, I'm currently living at a place with swans. <laughs> with you know? a moat. Yeah, there's a moat here. <laughs> right? Um, so, yeah. So, that's something that I'm focused on and it feels good because it's been challenging, um, but it's also been highly educational too because like i'll go ahead just yeah just like learning and like you just i don't think people understand like how much goes into it. it's not just like getting a location throwing some paint on the wall designing a menu and then like opening the doors it's like no yeah right. you gotta so, think about the plumbing there's permit there's, <laughs> no there's I, there's so much more you have to think about yeah. and like we're doing it like ourselves like yeah we're reaching out we're, you know to get like got an interior designer and like trying to get like a project manager to like really like make sure we're crossing the t's and dotting the i's but like it's a lot like there's legal stuff there's you know you can't just be willy-nilly about it otherwise you're going to end up spending a lot of time money and like yeah have we been spending time on rent this whole time yeah but we really wanted this location and we knew that we were going to have to like dig dig into the pockets for a little while while we were you know figuring some stuff out and we were you know prepared to like eat that costs a bit just just to get this location because other otherwise we were gonna you know lose potentially that. lose the location yeah and like then... we, we had to jump on it so like yes that's that's been a little bit of a ugh, but you know what it's worth it because once we open it's gonna be spectacular so it is and congratulations and it's a great name something about her yeah and you already have some merch out yeah so i mean obviously the plan was always to have merch like that was like something that we were considering you know like when we were con- you know conceptualizing and everything was that we wanted to have like a merch retail aspect of it and so even though like the merch that we have is like slightly different because we we had to like uh put something out um kind of with a quickness a bit um and we wanted something that was like you know but um so yeah we're like well we should just do it now because so many amazing people were like we really want to support ariana we want to support the sandwich shop and support katie me i mean yeah, i was sort of and katie at the end i'm like thanks guys well i think okay. sometimes i think because you've gotten so much hate over the years <laughs> i think that might occlude your ability to see how much support there is for you and how beloved you are by the way mm-hmm. my mom 
I was talking to her before and she just wanted to uh, tell you how much of a fan she is of yours on the show and how gorgeous you're looking and how happy she is for you uh, stepping into your happiness and like your new oh, era. Thank, thank you. This no. was sweet. No, I'm, I, listen, I know, I'm not saying no one does, but I, yeah, but it's just, I know, it's I know. Been I just very, wanted like, to tell you that. It's, no, I, oh, I appreciate that, but it's just been very heavy, you know, with oh, support. For, and yeah. listen, and I also you've gotten like a lot of really vicious stuff over the years. So I understand <laughs> yeah. how it might not be the first thing you think of when you think about how people view you. Yeah, no, it's not, but it's fine. But I, I, any I, reminder I, that can be said, is, <laughs> I'll be happy to. No, it's okay. But like, let's face it. Also, I mean, the, of the good but, stuff. But no, but let's face it. There's been people really, really rallying for Ariana. Oh, it's, it's good, but, uh, they, but they yeah. also want to support the sandwich shop. I'm part of the sandwich shop. So like, yes. listen, it's also supporting me, whether they, they say my name directly, indirectly, or not but so yeah. we did launch the merch but like we're gonna you know come up with some new merch ideas There's, and then once we open we're gonna have like some real like custom custom merch as well too that's what DJ, we're gonna have like a, a signature scent that's gonna be like a candle and possibly perfume like we're gonna make it's gonna be chic you know well i have no doubt about that uh because also in all, any and all of your business ventures or just planning let's say your apartment. I think I saw a shot of your apartment in your stories today. And I was like, you know, Katie really does it properly. You know, and you helped me when I was on my own in the apartment with the kitchen. I was telling Ada about that. And she was like, that's <laughs> yeah. so sweet. Cause you were like, now come on, you're going to have dates over. The oh, kitchen yeah. looks just a well, little. You just, you would have like a roll of paper towels just like on the counter <laughs> and like nothing else. I'm like. Well, yeah, and you know what I would have to tell people? <laughs> I, I would say like, by the way, this is like, it's not that I need a woman's touch. There was a woman here. This is what it looks like because of that woman's touch. So please don't give me that shit. Because like, you know, look at the place now. This is all me. You yeah, know, no, it's great. But yeah, like, I was just like, it's like, yeah, no, it was funny. It was funny. No, it was yeah. funny. And you didn't say anything like that to me, but it was very helpful because also I was just like wandering through the mental swamp of all the stuff going on at the time. The relationship ended, uh, that job stopped, you know, there was a mm -hmm. bunch of stuff. So that was very helpful to me. And I always keep it in mind when I am uh, tarting up the kitchen a bit. Tart, tart it up yeah you know i i had so much fun when i was like i'm gonna have my own space and i can make it look like whatever i wanted and i mean like let's face it, it's not like tom like held me back but it's like i always had to consider like I, it's not just me that lives sure, here yeah even though if i had to make a space for like two people i could in, consider like a you know whatever per, like uh, you I could, could finally hang up your blacklight posters. I could do. I could do a good. <laughs> I could do a very good job, you know. But like, it was just fun to like. It, it was a good way to like a, a creative outlet that I I kind of needed just to like really. And I, you know, yeah, I'm really really happy with it. Well, you know, you need to have your place. Like, you need to have, especially in this era and in this uh, mindset, you need to have your cocoon if you will you need to have yeah. the place that reflects your feelings your thoughts about the world if you will and just comfort like the lighting in here i like to have be able to change the colored lighting and mm -hmm. all that stuff and that makes a big difference for me or all the throw pillows you know what i yeah. mean there's just a certain vibe um, apparently mine is just like disco balls i like so many like it's like that's like the sort of thing like the like my living space is very like it's colorful, but also like warm. There's like lots of plants and I have like a green like velvet couch and like there's color. It's like disco balls. It feels very, you know, live, you know, it feels like alive. And then, but in my bedroom, it's very like neutral, tranquil, mm -hmm. like serene. Yeah. Cause that's my place to like, just be 
relaxed. Yeah. So it has a totally different vibe in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like having sort of two different zones. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put some posters up in the bedroom, but I've sort of hedged on that a little bit. Um, thinking, which ones do I want? Do I want it to look like this room? And I think I do, but also I keep the lighting totally different than I do in here. Mm. Um, I mean, I alternate between, you know, some more lurid evenings. There might be the pink and purple <laughs> uh, mixed together, but generally it's this soft orange glow. Mm. And I never turn it off fully. Something I discovered when Ada was here. It was just very nice. You wake up and there's just a touch of light in the room and there's just a hint of warmth yeah. and everything, which can be good because I still sometimes, not as much after the medication started, can wake up with from a nightmare, which was happening every night for a Oof. while during the pandemic. Thankfully, that's not happening. Uh, and then you launch and your, your cortisol's already going. Yeah. So how has your sleep been? Pretty good. I'd say, like, I still go through this thing, like, every six, I would say six months. I don't even know if it's like that, but, like, it's lengthening enough in between where, I don't know, there'll be, like, a period of, like, a week where I, like, cannot sleep. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's, like, something to do with, the planets. I don't know. I, it's just, it's weird because it is just like routine like that where it's like every six months and it's like a week long where I just like, I cannot sleep. I'll like either not be able to fall asleep or I'm waking up at like four o'clock in the morning and it's like, what the fuck? But You're, normally, yeah. normally I'm like pretty good. I'm like, it's like, I'm able to get a good night sleep. I also like have to like do certain things or like get the room right. Like I, I do you know what I got? I got this like, <laughs> I think I saw it on TikTok. It was, it was one of those like selling something to me. And I was like, I gotta have that. <laughs> it's like this mushroom light and you can change the colors. Um, and I like the red light because red is mm. very like, it's actually a good light to like if you want to sleep with a light or something. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just put on the red setting and it drips water. Oh, wow. And it also like has like a mist that can come out. So if you, if you want to do like aromatherapy um, in there, some like a little drop of something. But it drips water, so it sounds like rain. So it's like so soothing. Because I lovely. like white noise. I used to like, and sometimes I do, but like I've got to the point where I can't really do the TV on at night. I'll watch TV before I go to sleep, but I really have to turn it off because it like, yeah. I like just like white noise or I'll listen to the Calm app. Mm-hmm. I love the Calm app. I want someone to tell me a story or listen to like some kind of music yeah. or something. It's so soothing. So like I'll do that and that like really helps me get like a good night's sleep. When you have those bouts of insomnia, yeah. uh, how much sleep do, would you say you average in a night? And do you also, do you ever have the thing where you sleep just enough that your body's like, I'm good. And yet, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're saying, I guess, I guess we're going on two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. And then I'm like, okay, well, hopefully I'm going to be tired enough tonight where I'll be able to sleep. And then it's like, I'll be so tired. And then, then I go to lay down and it's like, yeah <laughs> you know during the pandemic there was one time where uh and i think this may have something to do with uh the condition that uh, i'm medicated for now but i would con myself into sleeping because it wasn't working anytime i got undressed and laid in bed like the traditional way that i would go to sleep i suddenly wasn't tired i was exhausted but i, I couldn't fall asleep so I would go, okay, well, that's it. We're, we're, we're up. Cause you know, I say that a lot. I go, we're not doing that. Or mm-hmm. we're do-. like, I did that Christmas number. I, I told you about where, well, I'll get into that later. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I would lay fully clothed on top of the comforter and watch something and kind of know, kind of a comfort film uh, mm-hmm. or something. 
Although one time it was like Death Wish 3, the Charles Bronson film. Yeah. But, you know, hey, look, we take comfort where we can. And then I would sort of drift off. But I knew almost what I was doing. I would drift off. I would end up sleeping fully clothed. But then I would sleep like eight to ten hours. But you would trick yourself because you wouldn't be like in bed. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Thankfully, I don't have to do that anymore. But I took a nap the other day for like, I don't, I don't nap. But I was like, I was like laying on the couch. I was like. I think I want to close my eyes. And I like took a nap, which is so weird because I don't nap. I can't nap. Mm-hmm. I was always jealous of people that could nap. I nap a fair amount now. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, is it an age thing? No, 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 okay, no. It's, it's, it's the ability to still one's mind for me. Mm-hmm. Also, if I'm having uh, an onset of the thing, mm-hmm. I call it, uh, the best thing for me to do is to get a little sleep. And sometimes that means that I sleep longer than I meant to. Uh, Mm -hmm. But generally, I wake up feeling better. Every once in a while, I'll wake up and be in the same stink mood or something like that. But a little sort of break, a divider in the day helps me. Yeah, I just feel like I'm one of those people that I will, I I get up really early. Yeah. Oh, like, like I, my my average like wake up time is like, I'm like average seven sometimes, you know. But that's like early. Like I don't need what what business do I have waking up that early? Yeah, well, you gotta get on the uh, overseas stock market stuff, right? N- no, I, but it's <laughs> but I I kind of like it because it's like I can just be kind of just laying there still, like I don't and just messing around. I can look on my phone or I can watch something on TV or I read something or what. Just I just get to like hang out before I f- I don't feel like I'm slacking off into the day. And then by the time I do feel like I get up and you know it's like still early. Yeah, no, you know, I, I like that as like, well. My, as but you know, then I get tired around like <laughs> four or five and I'm just like, man, like, and then I'm like got plans to go out and we're not leaving the house till like 9.30 and I'm like, I'm already been awake for way too many hours and I'm tired. So I'm like, but I don't want to, I don't want to switch it yeah. and start sleeping in. Like, I feel like I'm too old to be sleeping. I don't, again, I don't know why I have these conditioned ideas and thoughts of like what I should and should be doing because well, it's like this is another thing you know to think about also because as you know my sleep schedule has traditionally just been rotating all the time <laughs> it's a little bit more consistent now but I've accepted a few years ago like okay this is my uh, wiring yeah. this is how it's gonna happen and so instead of going oh my god I did this again I just switched over to okay Let's get up and do something. And then like last night, I woke up after three hours. I was kind of in a bit of a mood, took a little bit of Xanax. <laughs> uh, you know, well, I mean, you know, it's a tool. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, also because I have generalized anxiety disorder. So it's a whole bunch of acronyms. Uh, yeah. uh, ADHD, uh, GAD, uh, bipolar doesn't really have an acronym. We could call it BP. But You got a, quite the alphabet over there. Yeah, exactly. I have an alphabet of things. So I think the thing is figuring out what works for you. If whether if, For me, it's also watching a movie. That's like I, the, wish, I just wish I had a little bit more of like a routine. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't have like a job where I wake up and I go to work at this time. Thank God, because I don't really want that. But I wish I just yeah. had like a little bit more of like a general sort of like this is mostly kind of like how the day goes and i could do that but i'm not really good about implementing it at my own like because i'll be like i don't feel like doing that and i don't have to do that i could do whatever i want (laughs) you know but every day is still like so different because there there are so many different things that i have going on but they're like always at different times and different locations and so like it's never things that that always start at 10 or 11 sometimes they're not till three yeah. And sometimes they're not till noon or, you know, so it's like, even though I'll have stuff going on almost daily, it's never at the same time. So it's right. like, I just don't, I don't, I don't have like a routine I can get on. And it's just like, I'm not, 
I could put my, but it's like, I don't go to like a gym, but I still like I'm active. Like I'll go for like a walk. I don't know. I just, I'm not going to be most people that like has like a strict routine. But however, when the sandwich shop opens, yeah, then I have something to go and do every day. So I, you know what? I'm just going to keep on my, my regular schedule of waking up yeah. earlier than I need to. A friend of mine was talking about <laughs> how they feel like right now is a gestation period for them. And I feel like it is for me because of the plans that we were discussing about like YouTube and other mm-hmm. things. And also we just had a child. So uh, sometimes we have like slower moments or slower times where there isn't a need for rigidity in a schedule, uh, but that's going to come. Yeah. So I think this is a bit of a gestation period for myself as well, because things are about to get mad hectic. So I'm just going to enjoy the calm before the storm, even though it's like not super calm. I'm just going to enjoy this time. Yeah. I think you should, because also it's only after things kick up again that you go, Jesus, I had a lot of time that I could have just sort of hung out and relaxed. And if you get up at seven, just, you know, enjoy yourself. Yeah, no, because every t- every single time I'm just like, I'm s- t- so busy. I'm like, ugh, I miss those days where I'm like complaining that like I don't have anything to do for f- like half the day. And I'm yeah. like, uh, yeah, no, I listen, I'm just like never going to be satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the beauty of life, isn't it? Never quite being satisfied. But I think the key is going, what is it about me that is unchangeable that I don't need to change, but it's just ingrained notions of what I should do. And I think a lot of shoulds are really not helpful. Yeah, I would agree. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I want to think of, make sure that there's nothing that I feel like there's other stuff to talk about. And, um, I've really enjoyed it so so far. And so I'm going to try to make the next 10 minutes not nice for anyone. Now, um, What kind of vape is that? It's just a naked, boring ass one that they have to sell here now because all the assholes have voted. The, oh, I the order thing, and I order them from a website. <laughs> I would too. I already have They're been. Cheaper. Well, yeah, they are. If you bulk order, but yours, yours like vintage over there. That's a relic. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? In England, I have the Jewel Two, which will never come to the states because of the FDA being so difficult about everything. And vapes are so much cheaper over in the UK. Now you get a two pack of these Jewel 2s. I'll what show you the Jewel device. Two? I'll show you the device. It's a little wider than this, than the Jewel. I showed a camera. But it uh, the cartridge goes down to about here. So it's got maybe 50% more in each cartridge. Wow. But they don't have 5 point, 5% nicotine over there. It's it's stopped at three. Okay, that's it's, good. It's, I adjust okay to that. But here I go the full five. And um, it's in my hand constantly. I go to sleep with it. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is the vintage one. But I'm sticking with Jewel as long as uh, I can get the bulk shipments online. The other day, I went to Smokes for Less or Smoke for Less on Santa Monica Boulevard. <laughs> Smoke for Less. Yeah. No, yeah. It's a great name. Yeah. They have a popper's fridge there. What? <laughs> a fridge? A fridge. That's how you keep them. Right, best. but yeah. like this is so funny. Well, I know that you're skilled in the uh, in the <laughs> art of poppers, but no, uh, um, not really. Just no, not really. I'm just making a joke. Skilled of in the art. I'm like, um, there was a <laughs> a brief dalliance. Should <laughs> brief we say? <laughs> I yeah, I have the, the oh, the last time I did popper was on New Year's. That's a good time to do it. Which New Year's? This past New Year's. Oh, fantastic! It was so funny. Someone had it, and I was like, wait, I gotta smell that and make sure it's okay. 
No, it, exactly. I was laughing so hard. They they were laughing because they're like, you're like. Well, people have the funniest reaction to poppers because some people oh only see it as a tool for one specific thing, sex. And then other people know that you can enjoy it in the bedroom or on the dance floor or just like for fun. You can have a little hit of it. I've never actually done that with in in a sexual context. Yeah. 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 It's often for anal sex purposes mm. to release the smooth muscles. I find that the most hilarious and kind of gross uh, thing. It's what it says in the textbooks, but the there you are. The smooth muscles. The smooth muscles. Coming up next, the smooth <laughs> muscles. What is a smooth muscle? I think it's something to do with the, uh, well, I think one group of them would be the muscles in the ass. Well, right, but why is it called a smooth muscle? You got me. I think I stopped uh, reading after that because I just liked it. Also liked not knowing quite what they mm-hmm. are, but that's what they are. So got you. I'll have to do some research and then follow up on that. <laughs> Any listeners who are no, uh, aware of this, do uh, write in. But yeah, they have a, like a huge poppers fridge, which used to be on the sales floor, which is very fun to see. Because um, you can't ask for poppers by the name poppers. You have to say like, do you have brand name? Like for instance- Jungle Juice. There you go. That's the only one I know. The best, though, was when I had the jungle juice. And then after like a week, you said, no, no, no. Get the premium black. <laughs> it was like jungle juice extreme or something. Yeah, or no, like that's the one. The yeah. max or something. Yeah, It had yeah. this silver label. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm all like an, I like think I'm an expert because there's like a week where I... <laughs> no, but what was great is I was like, you know what? She commits to finding out what the best version is well, of anything. Because I went to Pleasure Chest and I was like, do you have the jungle? And like, they're, they're like, which one? I'm like, which one is the best? And they're like, okay, well, this one. And I like this one. I was like, then I'll do that one. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then, you know, you uh, stepped up my game, which I was thankful for. <laughs> one other thing, folks, don't buy the large bottle. It seems like a value, but they spoil. No. No, they spoil. Yeah, they will. Yeah, don't. It's a waste of money. It's a unless, waste of money. Unless you're going to go crazy, but like also like don't. <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. And also don't do what an associate of ours did once and take a sip of it. Did he? I, I think he's joking. I don't think so. I think he was showing off that he could, he's a tough guy and he could deal. <laughs> Remember? Because you guys called me and they well, were no, like, he, what he, happens? Well, because he like went to the bathroom with it, which I don't know why. It was like. Oh, it wasn't observed. He, no, it wasn't observed. It wasn't observed, but he came back and in, 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 I was like, he's like, I took a drink. I don't know. It wasn't observed, but I was just like, shouldn't you be dead right now? He's like, but he's like a giant. So, like, Well, he's a giant, but you could be any size. You could be Andre the Giant. It's still going to possibly eat away at your insides. I did hear later on that he had quite the stomach ache. And I said, well, he okay. got off lightly. Then maybe he did. <laughs> also like, I don't know. He was drunk. What a shock. What a shock. In that environment, there was a lot of partying in this building when mm-hmm. you lived here. Not necessarily because mm-hmm. of you, but it's just at the time there was a lot of partying. Yeah. Which was uh, interesting. I kind of like, I mean, I miss having you upstairs, I got to <laughs> say. But overall, I don't really mind not knowing anyone in the building. It's kind of, <laughs> I mean, I know, I mean, like I know them, but I, I don't have any contact. I don't know anyone in my building. Kristen technically lives on the same property, but it's like in a separate building. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you'd have to go like outside and like through like another gate and into another building. So it's like, she, well, it's basically like she lives in like the building next door. Yeah. It's like being like yeah. neighbors, but like, yeah, I, I think people think that she like lives like down the hall, like like the way Jackson <laughs> Brittany did or yeah. the way you like live down, but like, no, it's yeah. like a separate building. And that's good. You know, it's nice to have a little bit of distance between people. <clears throat> but I yeah, think. other than that, like, I don't, I don't know anyone in my building. 
which is a nice thing i think you know listen it's it's good to like have someone nearby because like if you get like locked out or with, oh, with, sure. like, a package like it's good that there's somebody like close by for like safety or things like that you know but when it's like sort of like you don't you know sometimes it's like you don't always want to be like available exactly you don't always want to be in the mix with the other people that was something that i found difficult for a while with that i mean that relates to that other situation but the, yeah. the <laughs> by the way that you know that at your wedding we all stayed in the same cabin and they went to go <laughs> swimming for 90 minutes parallels 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 <laughs> not to mention anything specific from either side not not it's not with you if anyone's wondering but there's something related to the show that we might be talking about but friends mixing with friends yes exactly and people who are pretending to be friends with other people who are nice people so <laughs> yep and, uh, what? yeah i mean like yeah just friends people friends putting their peens and other friends <laughs> girlfriends or something like that and the or, whole build-up i mean yeah. in either of those situations or a hypothetical one the amount of time spent pretending to be a friend and not it's like that's that's darker than the act itself maybe i don't know but that's that's like i think that's the issue that people with like the the scandal that aren't familiar with with it all or try to say like well everyone cheats and i'm like not like this <laughs> not like this and yeah. like yeah cheating yeah you're right every like people cheat do it all the time but like typically they're not cheating on their girlfriend with like their girlfriend's best friend for like months and months and months and months and months, and months. <laughs> okay yeah exactly okay or under their nose possibly in the same yeah residence. not in the room next door <laughs> yeah no 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 that was a little close to home in terms of the parallels uh <laughs> yeah not <laughs> for me not in the apartment to yeah yeah no exactly i mean a minor difference but yeah, you know no. ba- roughly maybe if you mapped out the uh actual physical distance with a like a, uh some kind of measuring device maybe it's about <laughs> the same distance but maybe yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know i yeah. have like another friend who's like like just so many people just doing shit with people they're not supposed to it's like why is everyone doing this because i I think that's the essence of the immorality of it yeah it is something in the air i think also though we're loath to talk about the pandemic there's something's different after the pandemic in some ways there's good things like you realize what you realized who knows how much the pandemic had to do with that um i met ada because we were um in lockdown and doing zooms Mm -hmm. and that's how that happened she was going to be a guest on the show etc so like there was no silver lining but things happened and i think that people socially are a great deal different than they were matter of fact and i'll tell you who this is after the show someone who i thought was one of my dearest friends iced me last april they said they didn't want to be a bad friend as i was going on this journey to be a dad and all this stuff and they had a lot of things going on in their life and uh, it'll be for a couple months i'm not going to talk whatever the fuck i'll tell you the specifics later never heard from them since you're going to be really surprised when you find out who it is is it who i think you can say it and i'll I'll bleep it or cut it yeah oh wow yeah wow really Mm. shocking i was not in a good way around that time but dang yeah exactly and uh, no word about congratulations or they had a loss. Did it just come out of nowhere? It really felt like it did. 
the key is if something offends because i would think oh, at first my nature would be maybe i did something wrong maybe this you think if someone has an issue with you and they don't say it and you're not aware of it yeah. how are you supposed to be aware of it right and this is someone who i was we were there for each other many many times in many many ways for many years for many many years yeah so it's that yeah that's a bummer it's a dragon but it's up to them now mm. but i can't reach out because that's just that's that's uh tolerating it that's mm. uh, tacitly accepting mm -hmm. the treatment so there's been no contact i mean i wrote a reach out letter or email that was even like way too friendly you know that was Mm -hmm. A little too, like, uh, not acknowledging the anger. Now I'm in a better place with it. I'm like, that's it. That's fine. Or it's just how, it's how it is. And maybe one day it'll change. It's just so crazy. Like, because it's interesting because he has come up twice in, like, the last two weeks. Just, like, that's so, yeah. It's strange, right? Yeah. Yeah. Their activities I, I was made aware of accidentally. And at first it bummed me out. And then the next time it happened, I went, it was almost, it was weird. I felt like completely removed from it, for which I'm thankful. And I think also, again, the medication and everything, which anyone who's not aware of yet, because I've been talking about it, and I will continue to, mm -hmm. it's Lamactyl, the only mood stabilizer that does not ruin your <laughs> sex drive, guaranteed not to anyway, and will not make you gain weight. So check this out. Ask your doctor if Lamactyl or Lamictal aka lumotrigine is right for you sell when it you, i'm trying to i want to make the i want to make sure people are getting the care they need because right now even like people with adderall uh mm. prescriptions can't get their shit filled oh right i heard that yeah it's fucked up there's a lot of weird shit going on diabetes medication shortages <laughs> like yeah because everyone wants to lose weight I, I was blown away when I found out that's what it is. Would you mind describing it for people who might not be aware of what the, the Ozempic? deal is? Well, there's there's Ozempic and then there's like the, there's like, I think there's like one or two other like brands that are like similar. They have the same ingredients or whatever um, that offer the same effects. But yeah, technically, yeah. So for people that are on diabetes that um, have, you know, that need their blood sugar and insulin balanced out like they take ozempic and it's you know helps them keep their weight under control and all of everything balanced out for themselves but they found that drastically helps people lose weight drastically yeah um and apparently there's they don't know right now if there's any real risk for people that don't have those same yeah. set of issues yeah but, but people who are really like, I gotta stay. Thin I mean, I would imagine. I mean, like, unless like, I would imagine that doctors know enough to like know that like they're not gonna like lose their license over it. Yeah, I know exactly. So like, they I know guess, it's not deadly, deadly. Yeah, but I just I do know that like, anytime you're gonna lose that kind of weight that quickly, you gotta stay. You know what I mean? Unless you're willing to commit to changing lifestyle, diet, everything. It's gonna come back. No, it's gonna come back. What What have you found to be a sustainable way to arrive at the body that you wanted to arrive at? I mean, I have my sort of systems, and I also have a history, like years ago, an eating disorder, but uh, which I consider to never uh, go away. It presents in different ways with body yeah. dysmorphia and stuff, but it's a managed thing. Um, try to accept your body for where it's at before you go on a journey. 
even if it's it's not it doesn't need to be the whole body of itself but like try to practice speaking to yourself in a way that's not negative talk all the time yes which is different difficult when you have any kind of like ed or body dysmorphia i know but like it's not impossible though. it's not impossible it's like it's like just a few little things in the morning in the afternoon you know like not avoiding looking at yourself in the mirror like but just like really any kind of acceptance that you can do before you go on that journey but then also like really like diving into like nutrition too or like if you if it is kind of like if there is any bit of like food intolerances or you know for me i did have um high blood sugar mm. like i was diagnosed as pre-diabetic oh, and wow. my blood sugar levels were like 126 and that is pre-diabetic right so um <laughs> they didn't offer me as a big just kidding <laughs> no like no one even like mentioned that to me um but I worked with a nutritionist. So he had me measure my blood sugar like every day. And he's like, okay, so like maybe it's possible that your body's not producing enough insulin, but you know, you can change your diet mm-hmm. and change the way you eat meals. So that way your blood sugar can come down, your body's going to start p- producing insulin naturally. Yeah. So it was just kind of like learning about like different carbohydrates and how our body you know, processes them and what it does, like when it does enter the bloodstream, like and how you can combine foods and how your body's going to, you know, deal with ha- it. going to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. So, so having just really basic, like more understanding and um, knowledge of really basic nutrition. And it became like, when he explained it, it was like very obvious stuff that I'm like, oh my God. And it became just kind of like second nature and also like learning hunger cues not eating because i'm bored Mm -hmm. not overeating like okay i'm full now so it's being eating slower you know and so it's like was like yeah portions were part of it but just also like not so you don't like overfill your plate but like also like you just also learn like i'm full now so you kind of start to learn like okay like this is about as much as i usually eat now yeah um which can change also like you know if you especially slowing down eating Allows your body the time it takes, about 20 minutes, to recognize yeah. that you're full. Yeah, exactly. But also, like, removing the moral value from food. Yes. So, like, there's no bad foods. There's not like, oh, my God, I can't have that. It's so bad. It's like, no, it's not bad. Is Should you have it every day? Probably not, because, like, we know what happens if we eat cake every day. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's probably just, like, not the best thing. We know that. Yeah. Um, but, like, you can have it. Absolutely. And also... Putting that into your mind that it's bad, I can't have it, I shouldn't have it, oh, if God, if I have it, I'm bad, it makes you think about it more. And mm-hmm. the more you're thinking about it, the more taboo it is, the more you're drawn to it, and then you'll have it and then beat yourself up. And the key, I think, with everything is try to figure out where you're beating yourself up, because more than likely you are, about something. Yeah, yeah. And work against that. And it's not easy, And but self-compassion is a massive thing. I had a moment the other day when I was talking about something to do with Peter, uh, my, my son, for those who don't know. Um, and uh, we were talking about something and I can't remember how it came about, but Ada said, you know, when you have those horrible uh, self-immolating thoughts, think about this. Would you say that to Peter? Yeah. And absolutely not. Well, people do the same thing that they'll find a picture of themselves, like a young, you know, when they're their favorite age of like their childhood or something and they're a picture that they love yeah and they'll put it on their mirror and anytime they're having like a negative self-talk moment they'll be like they'll look at that picture and be like never say that to this you know 
So it's like a similar thought process. Very yeah. similar. And actually that reminds me of the genesis of this conversation was that uh, my aunt, Carol, found a picture of me at roughly Peter's age and sent it to my mom. And it looks, he looks so much, ah, we look so much alike mm-hmm. at that age that my mom uh, and Ada for a split second thought, she was confused. She was like, "How did your mom get this like photograph? Photograph of, oh. of Peter? Wait, what? Oh, wait, that's you. Oh, and, wow! And then that's what I was like. Wow! It's and I've said before, looking into his eyes, I feel like I'm looking in to me. And so, and one of the main things we want to do, and we've had endless conversations about this, is how to put into practice the things we want to do to prevent him from having certain struggles that, that we may have had mm-hmm. in our lives, even about tone of voice and like yelling or any any of those things yeah they call it gentle parenting yeah because someone told me something interesting that you can reparent yourself Mm -hmm. through the process oh i like that isn't that great yeah that's nice i think also the the tropes of parenting being a huge burden that is like you said in films and tv or the marriage being i was talking to my mom and i said they depict marriage as this thing where it's either like this glorious thing or it's this thing that's obviously oh it's sexless and it's uh everyone they kind of resent each other and at the worst end of it it's like the king of queens thing where there's the harpy woman who nags the the guy who's a dumb guy mm. and he's like I, oh the wife yeah the oh, wife the wa- it's like yeah the ball and chain mm-hmm. i hate it all i hate all of that shit and i like that now that there's a term for it like heteronormative <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, but it's like that. I grew up watching that, so it's like so. The thing is, so that's why when we find ourselves in these scenarios where that treatment it's it's like normalized a bit. It's normalized, and also we can slide into these ready roles almost at any time. It takes a lot of continual self awareness because life is hard. Life but, is full. Of ch- Go ahead. But it's oh, sorry. No, I'm saying it's like it's yeah. It's the heteronormative bullshit, but of it all. But but it's also like it doesn't feel good just because it's like normalized it doesn't mean it feels good yeah it's no different than your friends like to i don't know either rock climb or go to the club whichever one resonates more with whoever's (laughs) listening about which one they would not like to do uh but going along because well that's what you do or uh drinking well it's what everyone does Mm -hmm. if you're not enjoying it or if it's not working for you etc a lot of life, I think the key, one of the keys, not obviously not the secret to life, but <laughs> one of the keys is that like, just don't do what feels wrong for you. And especially with like dating, like Ada and I uh, met up with someone and we were like, and we realized, oh, that weird feeling we're feeling afterwards, which all of us have had on a date. You know, when you're thinking too much about like, was it, I don't know, do I, do I, hmm, do I like them? I mean, they, they were kind of <laughs> interesting. I mean, they had a couple funny jokes, but uh, uh, that 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 is the teller right there yeah that there is something wrong we were talking about something in your life where you got the ick about something i was going to say it's, it's the ick it's the ick it's the ick and you gotta it's it's that's the indicator to walk away yeah to Be- let it go because too often we tell ourselves the opposite of that well, I should give them a chance. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be so judgmental. I shouldn't. I think there's a little bit too much benevolence that is drummed into us as something that we have to give other people. At the same time, not give ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think okay. There's one. There's a difference between being open-minded and having benefit of the doubt, and then completely ignoring a red flag or like an ick <laughs> like that. Like okay, the, you'll know the difference. 
You will. You will feel it in your gut. That is your intuition. Yeah. I've been like, we've been like judgy and like, and someone, and if you're not sure, tell it to a friend that you trust their opinion, who's like, you know, pretty street smart and wise. And if they tell you like, that's truly like not a big deal. And you're being just like, kind of like a little judgmental about it, probably let it go. And if you tell them and they're like, ma'am, like that's an absolute no. Like when your friends hear about something that may have happened with uh, someone you're dating, like I'm, something I may have told you about the, that person that was here for a little while that was horrible, horrifying. And, and, and uh, people were like, what? They did what? Or like that kind of thing. Are we like not being specific enough? Okay. I'm just going to come up with an example. Um, if there's a guy and he like, I don't know, let's say he, yeah, like what's like a, a non-ick, but it's just sort of like a, a, a slight maybe annoyance that you could probably just give him another chance on because maybe he was having a whatever off day. Um, this is not stuff like, oh, he's a big gamer and that's not my thing. It's not that kind of stuff. It's stuff like maybe uh, let's, I'm trying to find uh, the right thing. Like something like he's really shitty to the waiter. Yeah. If, he, if, if a guy is like an asshole to any kind of like service industry person, like, that's an ick red flag don't see him again but yeah if a guy's like if he if he's like into like video games okay maybe that just means like you don't really have that in common but do you have like other things in common maybe you need to give him another chance to like find out what else he's into you know same thing like if you're not into like maybe he's like into like super into like country music and you're not really a big fan not necessarily a deal breaker but like maybe hopefully there's some other common interests because i think people uh, do this a lot they they run down the inventory of the person's likes and interests and they find the one thing and they hold on to it yeah oh well i don't like that so yeah they either hold on to it and enter a relationship with them and then carp about it all the time Mm -hmm. instead of being uh, finding it something charming or funny that they're like oh well he's go doing his thing right now or she's doing his her she's doing his thing right now (laughs) yeah because i also think having those different interests can make it more interesting and fascinating when you have like your own things going on the last thing you should do is also pretend that you're into country music and you know adopt his personality or her personality and pretend that you know like that's that's when you see that happening because we all had those friends before and you're like oh god oh it's so the shapeshifters are like those are like but that's the thing i think like it's okay for them to be into things that you're not into even if you don't understand it or whatever but i mean yeah, you want them to be their own person too. Exactly, because ideally, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because be, remaining an individual with your own like kind of identity, it's hard to do in relationships. Relationships because old, you still will lose it a bit. Yeah, no matter what. Because there's this third thing, which is the relationship, or however you want to term it, this other entity that is you and the person. Mm-hmm. And there's that and the things you're mutually interested in. But for instance, with Ada and I, Ada loves football, specifically the Patriots. I can't follow a game. She does? <laughs> it's, it's great. I, I love that she loves. She has a tattoo. Is of, she from here? She's from London, but spent a good amount of time <laughs> in Massachusetts. Like- this I is, thought she's from, okay. Yeah, but has family uh, in Massachusetts okay. and has a, a big uh, fondness for the New England Patriots who sometimes I accidentally <laughs> call the Massachusetts Patriots and I, I grew up there. This is how much I care about sports. Yeah. Uh, if, I, if someone said, oh, uh, oh, this person's on the team, that person's on the team, I'd go, okay, because I have no idea. Right. Um, I love that my dad loves sports. I'm happy that I don't have to sit there and watch it with him. Uh, I like th- when anyone is into anything. Yeah. Because it means that they're enjoying their life. Yeah. 
And like a passion. Yeah, passion. That's another thing. I, I think if you're dating someone and they don't have any seeming of passion for anything, huge red Dullsville. Flag. Yeah, super Dullsville. Like, what the hell are you going to talk about? Uh, yeah, like, you know, I'm a movie fanatic mm-hmm. and Ada loves movies. But, you know, there's a certain cutoff point in terms of like how much. <laughs> well, there's a difference between like loving movies and enjoying them and then being a fanatic. <laughs> like, and I'm a fanatic. By the way, yeah. we're taping on Quentin Tarantino's birthday. So happy birthday. No, happy, we, there you go. Yeah, exactly. The fact that you know it's Tarantino's birthday. Well, I just found out today. I did, oh. I did look it up once before because they mentioned it on the Video Archives podcast, his podcast. And then which, you just committed it to memory? No, no, okay. no. <laughs> I'd maybe go, oh, they taped these well in advance. When is his birthday? I went and looked it up, promptly forgot it. Then I saw something on Instagram today. However, over there in that cardboard box, which I'm going to be making an unboxing video later for, Video Archives sent me a customer package. Like, because hmm. I was posting stuff and everything. They they sent out customer packages to a slew of people who like were supportive or whatever. So that's going to be fun. Oh. I have my own membership card for what? Video Archives. Hey. So, But back to what we're talking about. I think the, the thing about also like finding the thing that's wrong with people is another problem that people have when they're afraid of commitment they don't even realize they're afraid of it yeah yeah self-sabotage oh god the afraid of commit it's always the people that also like want the relationships the most or like yeah. talk about like relationships or complain about being single that do that shit a hundred percent because it's also this amorphous concept i want a relationship i want a girlfriend boyfriend whatever it's not i want to find someone who is the right fit I'm, you know well, sometimes they even do talk like that but then it's like they self-sabotage every kind of avenue or person or even like what person that could potentially be right you know yeah. like and it's just like the same bullshit over it's like do you really though because like i'm starting to think that you don't or you don't even know what you want specifically that like you're just like walking aimlessly through life i don't it's it's i, I find that interesting because i feel like i've i have several people in my life who do talk about who are always they are like the hashtag forever alone hashtag like i just want my person or i just want to get married and i just want kids and i want this but then the minute they get with somebody it's like the tiniest little things are catching the ick or like you know and i'm just like that's fine if you want to be selective or picky but like you are actively like like repelling people yeah oh you are because again the energy that you're putting out there is what you're going to get back but it's like they think that they're putting out the right energy because they're trying to manifest or ask you know they're they think they're putting out the energy because they're constantly talking about i really want to get married i really want kids i really want this so they think by talking about that they're going to be attracting oh the type yeah of people that right. also want those things but so the minute that they do that somebody that wants those same things walks into their life and they're like hi like i want those things too and like da 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 and the minute that that person tries to get close to them they're like hi smith like get the fuck away from me yeah because they don't maybe really want it exactly yeah so it's like i don't think you want those things right and but yet it sometimes for people it's too scary to think about what do they actually want and it's also a way to avoid thinking about themselves what do you mean like like thinking about what they actually want what what matters to them right yeah a lot of them are not in their mid-30s because that's really the key time to start thinking about that stuff but I, I think it's something that you should never really lose sight of because you can 
easily, which is one of the things I freaked out about when first finding out that we were having a child and everything. Because you immediately think, oh my God, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and then we won't be able to do this. I think self-limiting beliefs. Self-limiting beliefs. Those... They have come so outdoors. Wait, I'm gonna just yeah. yeah. The self-limiting beliefs will be your greatest obstacle. Yeah, and hobgoblin because (laughs) you have self-limiting beliefs. You you're you're guaranteeing when people say you can't, or someone says, "Well, I can't do that," or "I couldn't do that." Mm -hmm. Guess what? You can't because you've just decided that. Yep. And that goes for everything: Uh, relationships, business. Well, yeah. There's people that just that cannot get out of their own way. Yeah, and sometimes they don't want to. Well, mm, well I know, but but they, they they don't want to, but they're they are so tragically unaware of of how how to and or that they even are. And you can tell them that. You can tell them all day long. Well, I think maybe have you unpacked some of these reasons why that like anytime anyone tries to get close to you or why you have to feel like no one is good enough for you or any they're just like well, I don't agree with that or like, well, yeah, that's of co- crazy. Of that's course not I have. Like, it's like, well, I just think, I just think that like, perhaps, perhaps <laughs> it might be you and not these other people. Yeah. <laughs> right, which is a question we always have to ask ourselves when something either goes south or there's not the dynamic between people that there used to be. But again, back to even that person we were talking about before, the one that was very uh, hurtful to me last year, uh, sometimes things just end. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing too. You have to just let it go. So we talked about what's wrong with everyone else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's but, my specialty. Yeah. I'm getting. I'm getting. <laughs> well, I think it's an outgrowth of your self awareness because <laughs> you can't be aware of other people's foibles unless you're aware of your own, and also a uh, pattern recognition. Mm. Yeah. You know, because people do the same stuff all the time. Like that's a, you know the people who just roll into another relationship while they're already in one <laughs> well because god forbid they'd be left with their own fucking demons to have to like remind them of you know yeah they, right without a support staff <laughs> to have a cheerleader and sometimes i think those folks get into a thing where they can whip themselves into a, a premise hmm. that it's them against the world and like everyone's against us and like no you know what i mean and i'm talking about my ex situation and all that stuff remember they used to hide out from people and stuff it's like (laughs) that whole thing yeah uh and that's almost like an addiction it's this it's just a fantasy world Mm -hmm. very dangerous one um well yeah i mean i like i have seen i've seen multiple lot lots of friends yeah i'm not pointing fingers at anyone but like that truly have just gone from one relationship to the next and i've seen them not grow as an individual like they're the same person i met you know 10 12 15 years ago longer even and i'm just like damn like that's so unfortunate and i think it has a lot to do with the fact that like they just have not themselves been on their own yes to spread their like wings to just like be just alone alone and you know to that alone alone like yeah yeah yeah, like exactly because because again when like we were talking about like with your identity kind of like being wrapped up into a relationship when you come out of something like it takes like a significant amount of time i think to like really like connect with like 
your like yourself and like your like on a on a multiple levels on a emotional mental spiritual all those levels it yeah. takes it takes a serious because you have to like also like get through a lot you have to work through a lot of pain and um and they, they don't ever do that they're just they bottle that up find just someone else the next one and then they just just they just like replace yeah replace and then continue to talk about people as if th- they were done wrong yep that's a big narrative and that's an, it's a very attractive one sometimes uh well because it's an outgrowth of like self-pity and also not wanting to admit that they might have something that they need to work on it's easier to mm-hmm. say it's everyone else's fault and i think we're all capable of it but self-awareness is really the key to all that and they're deliberately keeping themselves in that situation or that type of activity from that and back to the thing about being alone uh remember we were we had a conversation uh prior to christmas last year because i really wanted to express to you that like it's going to be fucking weird you're glad you're not with them anymore you're thrilled actually but holidays are fucking weird and i like to get that message out it was was awful the the christmas was terrible like that whole like starting a little bit before thanksgiving and then through like christmas like through like then it was it was really bad yeah like it was it was like a miserable time because yeah like i i had spent like every christmas for the last like 12 years essentially you know well not everyone but like basically with, with him or like he yeah. was in my life you know and like the holidays are just like uh, really time and I, I i unpacked like um, decorations and we had like our ornaments that was like first Christmas state like little bride and groom I'm like oh my god way yeah. to just kick me in the fucking gut you know and I asked and, I, and then I had his ornaments and so I pulled them out of storage and I told them like I'm gonna go get the ornaments I know I have your stuff so like I'm gonna get it you know and I put these aside and I was like I don't know if you like want these or not and he's like yeah I'll take them I'm like <laughs> alright you know what I mean <laughs> you mean the ones that were the joint ones the like, sentimental ones <laughs> like our first like he because in my mind i was trying to think maybe he had something that was like uh you know like a coors light thing or something no, like that, the family ones like katie tom butter gordo like our first like like bride and groom or, or like he, he didn't he wasn't gonna like put them on his tree i don't think but like but just having them i always think about certain items get them out get them out there was someone who had given me uh this rather expensive bathrobe from the madonna inn i threw that fucking thing out real fast because it's like this has energy attached to it well i mean listen there's things that like he's given me like as presents like birthday christmas presents or whatever that like i'm not gonna trash that but it's like and the and i still like in my storage in a box where i have like a wedding album because it's like i just felt like i'm I can't throw it out. Just I know there'll come a time where I'm gonna. F- it's gonna feel just fine, just to like be yes. fully done well, with it. But- and, and again, like you said, it wasn't all bad. And you know, it's it's a mixture of things. Yeah, that, that very wisely, you know, will feel differently later on in life. Yeah, but like when you're, you know, three months post separation pending divorce and all that and you're packing up your house and you like you just you keep coming across things and you're like what do i do it so i just kept putting them in like uh, boxes that were going like storage and all that i'm like this is just isn't for today it's like this, very I'm smart. Not, this isn't for today because like i it feels like 
it feels like throwing it in the trash. Like I, I couldn't do it, you know? And, but the Christmas ornaments, I didn't feel that way with. I was like, I could put these in the trash right now. It'd be, fine. It'd yeah. be sad, but it's just like, I just didn't, I just didn't want them. But the fact that he's like, yeah, I'll take them. I'm like, you're so weird. On the show, he was like going, like he had a stylist come to his house and like was helping him go through his clothes, get his style back on. And he was going through like, I got him a pair of Gucci like slip on shoes that are like yeah. dope. And he's like, well, Katie got me those shoes. And like, they're like, oh, is it a good idea to have a bunch of stuff that your ex gave you? I'm like, you can't keep a pair of Gucci shoes. Like, yeah, but you want the Christmas ornaments. Yeah, that's a strange. You got a picture of me pick. on your damn fridge. Like, <laughs> I, like I'm coming around there, and you need to like make me feel like I'm, you know, part of the family. Like, it didn't make sense. I was like, please do not throw away your Gucci shoes. I will. Yeah, I will. I'll keep them uh, safe or for a while until you uh, come around to your senses. Almost. Like, are you joking? And like, I was just kind of like, like you can do it. It's yours. You can do what you want. But I wasn't like throwing out my opal ice maker because like, oh, oh we got that when we were together. He got ice. that for me for my birthday, and I just can't. Like, it's a fuck. It, it was a gift for me. Yeah. Like, I was, there's a lot of things we've gotten for each other over the years, and yeah, some of them are, are sentimental that went in a box. And I was just like, I don't know. But like, I'm not putting like shoes away. They're shoes. I walk around. <laughs> I walk around the the piss on the streets in those you know what i mean like <laughs> i'm not really you know it's just it's just so strange but anyway but no there's some the, things- the holidays were rough really really rough but yeah. you just weren't uh, there's a bunch of like first that pop up you know after like breakups like the week of our you know what would have been our sixth wedding anniversary which also was the same week that we closed on our house so like that wow. was like really tough which yeah. is also the same week that we went to uh, Cancun for Sheena's wedding and he made out with Raquel. So just totally like decided to just take a shit on our friendship that we were trying to and just disrespect my feelings that I just asked him just so, you know, like if we want to be friends, like I just, that, that would really hurt my feelings. So could you not? Kind of also, uh, I, if I'm correct, the one thing that you had requested in uh, that just, way. Well, like, listen, you can do what you want, but like, it's going to hurt my feelings. So if you care about my feelings, if you care about our friendship, just like don't. But you know, like, but you're, you're like fucking people. Well, yeah, you can fuck people. All of them. All of LA if you want. Fuck all the people. All of them. Yeah. If you want. Like this, this isn't a matter of like, I'm allowed to hook up with people and you aren't, but like whoever I'm hooking up with, you don't know them. You're not aware of the details. Or but like you. Or having it. But memorialized in footage that you're probably going to see a few times. Yeah, uh, I've seen a billion times. But you also like, they're not a contact in your phone. They're not somebody that like, you've kicked it with a billion times. You've gone on trips with. They've been inside our like house. Like you like you don't know this person. This person is a literal stranger to you. And that's by fucking design. Because like that is what you do when you like want to respect the person that you were with for 12 years and that you're trying to be friends with and their feelings. Because and you can sit there and say like, oh, I don't really care. I don't care if you want to. Okay, but like I care because I think at the end of the day you might, and we don't know that, and yeah. I'm not willing to find out. I'm not. I'm not trying to test those waters. You don't want to jeopardize his feelings by fucking around with that. Yeah, because I don't. You you don't. You never know until. It, to me, I didn't know until it became like a r- real like possibility, and then I was like, I don't think I like this. I really don't think I like this. So could we not? Yeah, and just that you just couldn't help yourself. Well, it was just so appealing. <laughs> oh. 
But I mean, I think that's just the, 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 the whole like argument of just like, well, you're the one that wanted to divorce. You left him. Dude, it's like, what? That, that's immaterial. That's immaterial. Yeah. So, and, someone uh, has to make the decision. And are that we they forgetting go. why? Right. Well, you know, women are often looked at in an entirely different way in these situations than men are. Mm-hmm. That like if the like I, I'm trying to think of the most obvious one. It, but if like a guy left a woman or, you know, if uh, they say like, well, they really weren't as affectionate to me as uh, as they should have been. And, you know, I had no other choice um that sometimes is more defended or accepted or something like that the thing is if there is something like that going on in a relationship the honorable and decent thing to do particularly if you do have any kind of affection or respect for the other person is to end the relationship or at the very least talk about it yeah and i tried i did everything i could yeah People have been seeing the entirety almost of our relationship. It's no mystery what no. went on. No. And I and for many, many years, I had to justify not leaving him to people because people could not understand why I stayed with him. And then I leave him and people are like, what? He, yeah. You left him. Why? I'm like, yeah, no shit. What, what, we all know why. So why, why are you feeling bad for the man? Like but you don't get a say in his life anymore. I'm not having a say in his life anymore. I'm having a say in our friendship. Yeah. And, and also you are by necessity with him at times that are maybe not your choice. It, yeah, exactly. It's not like I'm like, uh, we, we work together. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're also exactly co right. Like this is a very different kind of circumstance. So, yeah. so yes, my, my terms are a little bit more extreme maybe than anyone else would. You should just stop being around him so much. Um, okay, sure. Yeah, that's so, really so, likely. So who's uh, taking the pay cut here? Because yeah. I'm not. So maybe he should be around me less. If he doesn't like the terms, maybe he should stop coming around. Yeah. That, this, listen, people, it's just, like, this, it's just like not like, it's not ideal for anyone. No. So, I'm, so I just thought like, hey, let's make this not toxic or horrible for anyone involved me you our friends because people make the argument like well all like this is literally like what happens on vanderpump rules i'm like not in my life not this and let me tell you when it has happened in the past it was a nightmare for everybody no one no one was having a good time when there was like musical chairs and the, the, the switch in partners that was happening it was awkward as fuck yeah no one enjoyed that process of things it was very very uncomfortable when you know Sandoval was now dating this new person and Kristen was now dating this new person and everyone's like totally this is totally normal we are all just going to trade <laughs> trade up people and like no like none of it none of it and then and Stassi's like so I just have to like keep being around Jax while he dates like every new bitch and you know it's like no one enjoys that having to like be around your ex while they're dating people you know like nobody it's not fun for anyone. So so forgive me for like not wanting that for me and Tom when we were together for like ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. We both wanted something different. Well, I thought we both wanted something different, but he he just didn't want to be alone, I guess. I don't know. Well, I suppose, and I guess that sadly somehow superseded the fact that that was the one condition <laughs> that you had in the post-breakup landscape. Yeah, but landscape. I guess had I not 
been had I just been alone and not been hooking up with anyone, you know, then maybe he would have adhered to it. But because other people had to make it make him aware of it and throw it in his face. I also remind you, I didn't even tell him about this. Yeah, you weren't like, hey, by the way. Yeah, I told him I had gone on a date, but I didn't tell him. I was not, I kept it so removed and separate from everyone. Like, I I didn't bring this, like, around anybody. Yeah. Like, most people didn't even know this person's name. Like, it was, it was very, very separate from everything. And, but, you know, other people had to constantly remind him that I was doing what I was doing. And I thought that was so mean. And so like, I would tell him like, I just don't feel like this is like what support looks like from friends. Yes. I don't think, I don't think I wouldn't be really too thrilled if my friends were constantly reminding me that you were like hooking up with other people in, in a way to like, try to get me to resent you when we've explicitly said that, like we want to remain friends. Like I just want you to like pay attention yeah, and that reminds me of another thing that is ghoulish that comes up when you realize that people you consider either friends or acquaintances that you're fond of are actively working to make you feel unpleasant, mm-hmm. to feel shitty about yourself by doing things like yeah. that, by ferrying information over to someone or reminding you of that day that was really awful for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was like, what is happening? I'm st- I'm like this is like already a very difficult like painful transition that I'm going through that like I could just really use support from as many people as possible not people that are making it even more difficult. Like it just it it like blew my mind that that was the kind of su- not support but that like that that's what I was dealing with. That's that's the kind of like that that was what was around me from people that I just really expected differently from, mm. you know, especially yeah. from people who had like been through certain similar situations that I was the exact opposite with. I was very supportive yeah. through like there's times of like grief and, and, and sadness, you know, and people, it's just, it just was like, I didn't deserve that. I deserved to be treated with grace and empathy and at least like human <laughs> no, I yeah. was I, like, I treated like I was not allowed to have feelings. Right. And it was just, it was, I was like gobsmacked, like the way everyone handled that. So not everyone, but like, you know, the way a few, mm, certain people, yeah. There was, it was, I felt like I, it felt like a majority at times. Sure. But yeah, that might have just been like the, yeah. Because well, it, feeling persecuted or mm-hmm. not treated fairly, it can feel like the majority. Yeah. Particularly if it, no one's doing anything to rectify it or step in and say, hey, maybe you shouldn't uh, uh, do that. Because a lot of people like let a lot of nonsense slide because they don't want to get involved and they don't want to say anything. And that in and of itself is kind of uh, unfortunate. Yep. Uh, not that cool. And yeah. some people get uh, pissed off if you do tell them to <laughs> not do that kind of thing. But there's a lot of that. No, I know. Stuff, which is a drag. Did you find that you limited your interaction with certain people uh, after that? Because I know, you, again, you keep a close circle. You're very loyal. Mm-hmm. And, but yet when someone breaches your trust, and this is very similar to me, another parallel, um, mm-hmm. it's very hard for me to think of them in a different way. I could forgive, maybe, but I'm never going to forget. And chances are that. Uh, yeah. Um I've, I've, I like absolutely, yeah. Um, and it's hard because like I can, I can absolutely forgive, but it's like, it is hard to forget because like it, 
it was such an intense summer. And I think that even though certain people like now maybe feel very guilty and shameful of behavior and the way they've gone about things, it's like, well, I'm glad, but it's like, would you have? If no one else had observed it or if you weren't sort of quote unquote caught doing it is well not caught, not caught but like if things shook out differently in yeah the, you know yeah uh, and i think i think there's been um i don't know how to like i mean i think I, I think i'd say but i think i think right now with like with what's happened with surrounding like with the scandal at all it's put a different yes. it's put a different lens on it all yes which yes. is like okay great but it's like had this not happened what would your attitude be about it yeah. Because it's like you still behave the same way. You know what I mean? It's I think a, there's also a certain amount of ingrained misogyny in that, which, oh it, you know, I was talking with someone about how the entirety of Vanderpump Rules is an abject lesson for the viewer in particularly how Kristen was viewed. Now, Kristen obviously has had many extreme <laughs> moments on the show, many unappealing mm-hmm. moments or off-putting moments to some people. But when you're looking at a specific case around the time of season three, season four, the easy assumption or the one that everyone jumped to, including myself, when uh, doing the old podcast, was that not that she was in the wrong, but that there was she was going too far or she was going all that. And now people are looking at that in a different light. Mm -hmm. And in a way, that's kind of a great thing, because also in the era that we're in and I was going to say something, but no. But the era we're in and also just looking at things, again, like you said, through that lens, women generally uh, from the viewers and stuff are not treated as well as the guys. Yeah. Which I think is just representative of the culture at large. I think the show, frankly, is representative of the culture at large in many ways. Yeah. I know. And I I think... (sighs) Yeah. um, I, I don't know why and what... It is specifically, but I mean, yeah, the, but in, the internal, I mean, we can say that what it is, but I don't know how like people don't become more aware of it when it's happening, you know, and like when they're watching the show to not understand like you're doing it. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> you're doing it. You're doing it. And you've been doing it for a while. And I think maybe this time it's like people are realizing that they <laughs> were doing it, but at the time probably thought that they were very aware of these issues or aware of misogyny and stuff but maybe either giving it lip service or not having any clue yeah no fully i mean it's just again i think it's just easy for people because they're they're, they feel shameful and regretful of how they align themselves that like now they look at their behavior and be like oh my god i should have done but it's just like well that didn't happen like would you feel bad at the way you treated me or do you just feel ridiculous now like embarrassed because it's been observed there's that thing about do you feel bad about what you've done or do you feel bad that you got caught well i mean you still would have been caught either way i just mean the principle of that like is it because you feel bad about what you've done like you've thought about it or is it because it's been observed and you've heard feedback that perhaps that wasn't the greatest well thing? i'm just saying if like the scandal shit didn't happen oh sure yeah 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 absolutely yeah yeah because like again i don't know because it's like you still yeah. would have been observed 
but like in in the uh, enough, uh, the yeah, observation was still happening and the the feedback was still there but you weren't feeling bad about it really right right so it's like mm. now what what do you think about the almost unprecedented chattiness of cast members or former cast members on other shows and if this is too vanderpump specific we can move off it um so let me outline for people who don't watch the show part of the um contract if you will or there's a great word for it uh like a religious word for it anyway part of the terms and conditions of being on the show is that you keep some things private until they air on the show but this is a strange era right now because of um all the stuff i mean it's just let's keep let's protect the integrity of storylines and like like allowing it to play out for people and like just you know yeah like it's it's more fun for everybody involved you know like let's not just spoil like otherwise like what is the point (laughs) no that's true because then you find out everything ahead of time and people should actually curb their appetite for knowing stuff ahead of time because it's just like spoilers for films yeah but curbing people's appetites it's not really the easiest thing to do but to move off of this subject in general, what are some things that you find really fun lately that maybe you didn't in the last few years that you're occupying your time with? And it could be something as simple as just hanging out by yourself on a night that maybe you were going to go out or knitting or I mean, something. like, <laughs> knit. <laughs> I know, you don't want that to be public. I mean, I'm sorry, I'll bleep that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, like going out like going out is more fun. Like I was like such like homebody because it's like, you know, I don't have business like going out. I'm not saying you can't go out be- if you're like, you know, but it's like, you know, typically if, you, if you've got a husband at home, like why would you be going out to like places where it's like, I, I don't know. It's kind of, is that a bit of a very fun? I, I, I would still go out to like dinner with my girlfriends. We do that kind of stuff all the time, but like going out like dancing and like having, having a little bit more of like a richer, like social life and like a, you know, that kind of thing has been like really fun for me yeah um it's interesting because it's like definitely it's hard, it's hard to find the spots where it's like where do the fun people go or like where, where are the people that are like my age a little bit older that, that still like want to have like that kind of fun it's not like too sleepy or like whatever because it's like we, the places that are fun to go to is but everyone's like 24 <laughs> which i'm not like mad at but it's like i need a little more balance well, listen, I'm feeling a, a little imbalanced because it's been heavy on like the younger side. And it's like, all right, like I'm kind of getting a little uh, bored. There's a couple places I want to take you. Uh, Precinct, Queer Bar, they have fun events, drag shows. There's also this really cool party I went to with my friend Madeline called Subculture. Lots of young folks. Oh, uh, wait. It was written about in Rolling Stone recently. But wait. So... I feel like why this sounds so familiar anyways i'll like did you just it was, it was on what's that club on west pico i can't remember the name of the club okay but it's one of those multi-room clubs and they have various things oh they, they there's one recently when we were having like a hurricane crazy tsunami like um a month ago i believe there was like a party recently i think it was that okay Anyways, yeah that could well be that and anyway. so we went and i'm older than the average age of the folks there but the vibe was great like i was filming some of the stuff because i always do i like to document the mm-hmm. nightlife scene and various things going on and 
normally at things like that, people will just bump into you. They won't say anything. You know, they're just kind of rude. People were going out of their way to not uh, bump into the selfie stick that I use. It's like a <laughs> tripod. And everyone was really nice. They were really chill. They, you could tell that they were all there to have a good time. There was lots of like outfits. Like people were dressing up to go somewhere which is immediately a sign that they're like, we want to have fun mm -hmm. and we're going to put out a fun vibe. And I mean, that can go in other directions when some places are a little too like, like looks, looks, looks and want to be seen. Right. But this place is a lot of fun. I think you'd dig it. Okay. Also the gay places. I mean, that's always a good time. It's always a good time. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to go to some of those. And I think we're getting close to your time limit. So yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 But the time has flown by as it always does when we chat. I know. Is there anything that you'd like to add before we uh, close I mean, this chapter? I feel like I covered a lot. I think we did too. Yeah. I think we did too. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. You're it's welcome. a delight to see you as always. And Thanks look, for having me. My pleasure. And I look forward to the next time. Great. Good. The energy was really good. And uh, keep that up. And now we'll really do one. That's my <laughs> old. <laughs> Once again, if you're on YouTube, hit subscribe and like. And if you're listening on a podcast app, rate and review. And of course, the five-star review is the most sophisticated. And as you know, listening to this, you are quite a sophisticate. Also, go to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends to get advanced, uncut, and commercial-free versions of these episodes. Support the show. And also, you get a whole host of bonus material. Ada and I have uh, separate exclusive channels chats just for you there and there's solo episodes there is vault episodes or our vault episodes plenty of them and a whole lot more but you know what you can find that out when you go over to patreon.com slash craig and friends